I know some of you are eager beavers and you want to take your seat straight away. We are going to pray this morning. God, we come before you this morning. And um, we want to be listeners and not just listeners of your word, but doers of your word this morning. And God, we don't come here just by mistake. We chose, choose, oh my goodness, we chose even to come here this morning. And uh, we wanted to be intentional about listening to what you want to speak to us, Lord God. Father, may our spiritual ears be open this morning in Jesus' name. Everyone said, if I can get my words out this morning, I'm going to be sharing with you this morning in week two. Why don't you take your seats? Well, I'm not sure what you guys like to do on your holidays, but as a family, we often like to go to the beach. Is anyone else with me? Yeah, so good, isn't it? We love to go, especially during the warmer months, because there's something so calming and relaxing about the beach, right? Um, But have you ever felt so excited to go to the beach that, you know, you felt the sun on your face and the sand between your toes that you've run into the water, not even considering the conditions. No, no, some of you do, I can tell. Some of you are just like, get me in there, I don't care. When my kids see the beach, they run down the beach. Actually, they're more like sprint down to the beach. They are dropping their items, there's towels, there's thongs, throwing all over the place. They are patting their bodies with sunscreen as their toes hit the water. They cannot wait to get in. I must say though, I'm a little bit more cautious. Before I hit the sand or before I hit the water, I want to be able to see what flag the surf lifesavers have put up. I want to know if there's any of those dirty little stingers in the water. And this was drilled into us as kids. I did get stung a few times, but my dad actually used to do some surf life saving in his younger years. And so growing up, he taught us to always check the conditions of the surf before getting in. We would arrive at the beach and um, we would check which flag was put up and what the signage beside the flag said. Now, obviously, there's beach flags, your um, yellow and your red flags, put there by lifeguards to help determine the safest place to swim in. But there's also a coloured flag to warn of the swimming conditions. And if you've been to any beach in Australia, you'll know a red flag means the beach is closed, generally due to unsafe swimming conditions. If you see a yellow flag... It's a flag of caution. It's saying, be careful as there are hazards in the water. And if you look closer to the sign nearby, it will say what that hazard is. It could say stingers present, large waves, there's an undertow, there's a strong rip. Of course, you might have also seen black and white flags, which shows surf and bodyboarders um, where they can't surf. And there's also a red and white flag, which means evacuate the water. Look, I have not seen it, but if I saw that flag, I would be pushing people out of the way and I would be out. That shows you that 
I need to work on my selfishness there, but anyhow. You know, but I was thinking about these flags as I was preparing for this week's message. These flags of danger, these flags of caution, these flags to show us the best place to swim. And it made me think about our relationships. Sometimes we can launch ourselves like an excited child into waters of relationships, desperate for love, affection and attention without checking the conditions or the warning signs. Sometimes we can get out of depth in our relationships and not realise the tide or conditions have begun to change or are becoming difficult to navigate. You know, sometimes when we say relationships or even some of this, you know, series, some of you might have thought, oh, why would I go? It's probably just about romantic relationships. But throughout our life, there's so many different types of relationships. Family relationships, friendships, co-worker relationships, dating relationships, parent-child relationships, and of course, marriage relationships. You know, relationships are well are great when they go well. It's like a warm, sunny day lazing at the beach. But gosh, it can be tricky to navigate when they don't, right? You know, we can feel the sting of a friendship gone wrong. We can feel overwhelmed by the waves of relationship issues that don't seem to stop. We can feel tired from the rip and pull of negative behaviours of others that we wonder how we will ever make it through. And I think before we go into any relationship, we need to stop and check what the conditions are. If we're in a relationship and it starts to feel unsettled, we might need to check to see if the conditions have changed. And I think there's wisdom in knowing danger signs within a relationship. Sometimes we actually don't see red flags or unhealthy behaviours within a relationship, but this doesn't mean that they don't exist. Being aware of red flags and yellow flags in our lives and other people's lives helps keep us and others safe. You know, Proverbs 27:12 says, "A wise, shrewd person discerns the danger ahead and prepares himself." This is a bit harsh. But the naive simpleton never looks ahead and suffers the consequences. Don't you just love how direct the Bible is at times? You know, we need to be people who look ahead and discern the danger before jumping into a relationship. And this morning I wanted to chat about some red flags in relationships. This is not going to be a full list. It's only going to be a snapshot. And I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but red flags are clear warning sign that there's a problem. Help might be needed to address red flags in a relationship that's begun. It could be a pastor, a relationship counsellor or a psychologist that might be able to help identify some of these red flags and behaviours and give solutions on how to proceed going forward. There can also be yellow flags within relationships. These indicate a concern within a relationship that are less severe than a red flag, 
But these unhealthy behaviours in a relationship can cause huge impacts on others if not identified. Of course we know that every human relationship has imperfections and we all have the ability to learn to love better. But here's a few flags of caution this morning when going into a relationship or navigating a pre-existing one. You may see these in other people or perhaps you can identify these within yourself. So the first flag of caution is criticism. You know, we can all be critical at times, but constant criticism wears others down. Has anyone seen a really big burnout happen? No, not something you normally do on a Saturday night? (laughs) Right, that's okay. Well, you know, just like tyres get worn down quickly from doing burnouts and skids, constant critical comments wear others down. And if we allow it, criticism can actually run rampant throughout a relationship and can can cause significant damage. If you see someone constantly criticising others or putting other people down, this could be a, a flag of caution. The second one is acting controlling or possessive. You know, if someone is trying to control others' movements, how they spend their money or withholding money, controlling what they wear, decisions they make or their beliefs, then this is a red flag. Everyone is different and people should be able to make their own decisions without feeling controlled by someone else. Controlling or possessive behaviour can include extreme jealousy, which can be really toxic. You know, it could be a friend becoming really jealous or annoyed when you spend time with other people. It could be someone isolating their partner, not wanting them to spend time with family and friends. It could be someone wanting to know where you are all the time. What's frightening is many of you would know there's an app called Snapchat, which is quite a popular app. This um, app actually has a feature on it called Snap Maps. And so many young people that I engaged with on a Thursday night through our street crew program talked to me about using this app. What's, what's scary is that, you know, these young people map their friends and their love interests every move. They become possessive or obsessed where someone else is. And if this is what's happening, then this is not good for their own well-being or other people's well-being. Possessive, obsessive or controlling behaviours can cause others to feel unsafe. The third is manipulative behaviour. And this is when a person uses tactics such as shaming, lying, blaming or gaslighting to gain power or cause doubt or confusion. Manipulative behaviours can have a huge impact on another person's emotional and mental health. And, you know, manipulation can actually be really hard to recognise and can be quite subtle in a relationship. The fourth is no respect for boundaries. Boundaries are the limits of appropriate behaviour between people. Everyone's boundaries can look different. A boundary could be, you know, I would prefer it if you didn't yell at me while I speak on the phone to you. I think we should talk about this when we're both feeling a little bit calmer. At times we need to put, in, um, put boundaries in place for our own well-being. 
And if someone's making you feel guilty for setting boundaries or ignores your boundaries or pressures you to shift your boundaries, then they're not respecting you as a person. The fifth is stonewalling. I know there's a lot just to get through here. There's a lot of information, but just, just try to take it all in. I don't know if you've heard of this term stonewalling. Have you ever had someone completely shut down and ignore you whilst you're talking to them? Stonewalling is a harmful communication tactic and defence mechanism in which someone actively stops or shuns communication or emotional intimacy by giving their partner or a friend the, st- the silent treatment to avoid stressful situation. You know, I know in my own self, sometimes I've been knowing that I, that's what I can do. It was a learnt behaviour that I just shut down, shut down at times in my marriage and it really wasn't something that actually added profit or helped our marriage out and our communication. Relationships are built upon the ability to communicate effectively and try and find solutions together. But stonewalling hinders working together to resolve problems. The sixth is the inability to control anger. Everyone has the right to feel safe in a relationship and any form of abuse within a relationship is never okay. Learning to regulate emotions in a positive way is so important. If someone is yelling, threatening, becoming angry or agitated, leading to physical harm, then they need to learn how to regulate their emotions in a healthy way. The inability to control anger is a red flag in a relationship. The last one is addiction. Gambling, substance use, watching pornography, lying, excessive eating, they're all addictive behaviours. And addiction can cause havoc within relationships if not dealt with. You know, we can't be thinking that addiction just affects the person with an addiction. It can be extremely damaging to family, friends and intimate partners. And if you're going into or considering going into a relationship with someone who has struggled with an addiction, ask them more about their addiction. Where are they at in regards to accountability and healing? Have they learnt hopey, hopey, healthy coping tools in a stressful situation instead of using addiction as a coping mechanism? And if you're struggling at all this morning with addiction of any sort, can I just say, I just want you to know this morning that you're loved and that you're not alone. It can, addiction can be a really hard cycle to break out of, but it actually is possible. Help is available, and I really just felt to encourage you this morning to let go of all the pride, ask for some help, and start your healing journey. God is able to heal you, restore you, and help you through your addiction, and he has more for you. You know, if you're in a current relationship with someone who is displaying any of these unhealthy behaviours, it's really important to try to find someone to talk to, ask for help. Perhaps it's a pastor, um, perhaps a pastor could help guide you on what God says about relationships. You could journey with a psychologist or a relationship counsellor. You know, one of the best things Brad and I ever did was have someone we could talk to and be accountable to for some of our own behaviours. We had some really toxic and unhealthy behaviours in our relationship. 
And over many years, we've been able to um, have the privilege of sitting with Pastor Brendan to be able to talk about some really difficult times in our relationship. We were able to be vulnerable with him and we were able to talk to him about what we were struggling with and we allowed him to speak into our life, encouraging us and challenging us on some of our behaviours. And I honestly believe that if we didn't have that support, or that level of vulnerability, and that we weren't willing to be challenged and grow, that we actually wouldn't have made it in our relationship. So what's God's desire? You can hear all these red flags, but God's desire is that we would have healthy, thriving relationships. You know, he wants us to grow and mature in him so we can learn to love others more effectively. We can often get so consumed in our relationships that we forget to look to the one who is a relational God and is the original designer of relationships. You know, God created us and knows what's best for us in our relationships. So we need to look for him and look to him and we need to ask him how to navigate these relationships. He's given us the Holy Spirit living inside of us to help us be able to navigate relationships and and so that the Holy Spirit can speak to us about warning signs in how we are treating and we are loving others. You know, and if we want healthy relationships, we need to be willing to grow. Now, we know that as much as we'd like to, we can't change other people's behaviours. We can only take ownership and change our own. And we need to be willing to lay down our own red and yellow flags and ask God to help us wave a flag of love, which is a flag of safety. You know, God in scripture says to us, love God and love others. It's simple took away all the other commandments, love God, love others. So how should we love others in the relationships we encounter? I'm so glad you asked. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses hope, hope, sorry, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Have you ever read that scripture and gone, this is how I read it? Love is patient. Oh, Jenny is not patient. Jenny is not always kind. Jenny is sometimes a little bit jealous. You know, the thing is with that is that that doesn't say my name in there, but yet I sometimes want to put my name in there. The truth is is that God is love and he is kind. He is an example to us and and shows us how we can learn from him. We can ask him how to be patient. We can ask him how to be kind. And what I've found is that the more time that I actually spend with him, 
the more patient, kind, and considerate I am. Ephesians 4.2 says, With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Ooh, might shock you, but I don't always demonstrate gentleness, especially with those who try my patience. But with God's help, I can learn to love others better and so can you. So we focus a lot on about these caution flags in a relationship, but I want to briefly speak into healthy relationships and what they require. The first is seeking Jesus first. Where is Jesus in your own life? Where is he in your relationships? If you want to grow in love, he needs to be at the center. When your relationship with God is growing, so too will your relationship with others. If you're at a standstill this morning in your relationship with God, can I encourage you to start seeking him again? You know, the Bible says those who seek will find. When we seek love, we will find love. We will find out how to to show love more effectively. He helps us to extend grace to others, to forgive and to show care. The second thing healthy relationships require is kindness. Using loving and encouraging words. Proverbs 12.18 says, Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Whether it be to a co-worker, friends, your children, your parents, your spouse, choose your words wisely. Let's be people who choose words that lift up and encourage and show grace. The third thing healthy relationships require is honesty and good communication. Healthy relationships need a solid foundation of trust. Trust is built by speaking the truth to each other in love. Proverbs 12:19 says truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Ephesians 4:25 says so discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as the one who always speaks the truth, for we all belong to one another. You know, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. And he doesn't want us living a life of lies. Small lies may not seem like much at the time. But when they creep in, they become much bigger lies. If you found yourself telling small lies to cover things up, can I encourage you to start to bring these things into the light and start to say, no longer am I going to lie. They don't need to be hidden in the dark any longer. People in healthy relationships desire to grow in their communication. They have grace for each other when communication has failed and desire to improve their communication skills. The fourth and final one, healthy relationships require abandoning selfishness 
and serving others. Philippians 2.4 says, Abandon every display of self selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. You know, at our core, we're pretty selfish as humans, right? But God desires, but God's desire is that we would abandon our selfishness and serve and love others. And Jesus, when he walked on this earth, was a perfect example of how he served and loved humanity. If you've lost the connection between you and your partner this morning, have you only been focusing on your needs? We need to be intentional about connecting with others on their level. The way you serve and love, show love to your spouse could just bring a deeper level of connection. You know, we should all be on this mission to learn to love others better. Let's resolve to be lifelong learners of love. Let's desire to wave this flag of love and to grow in our relationships. Perhaps you've listened to these red flags this morning and thought, are there red flags or yellow flags in my life I need God to grow me in? Maybe a relationship that you're in isn't in a healthy state and you need to start to process with someone. Maybe you need to seek some wisdom in regards to a relationship that you're thinking of pursuing. Someone who you can trust, who can speak honestly and help discern if there's any potential danger ahead. I really think that each one of us needs to come in humility before God this morning and say, God, I need your help to navigate relationships. I want to learn to love others better. None of us have arrived in regards to being the best of the best in how we can love others. We all can grow in this area. You know, perhaps you haven't had a great example of how to love others when you've grown up. Perhaps you've had some pretty poor examples of that. Perhaps you've experienced some of this and you've experienced some really difficult seasons of life, of of relationships, of abuse. If you haven't seeked help about that, can I encourage you that there is people that love you and people that want to support you, that you're not alone. You know, the good thing about is if we have haven't had a great example in our past or we have experienced different things, we actually can look to Jesus because He's the perfect example of how to love others and He can show us and teach us and guide us in our relationships. So let's ask God this morning and we're going to take a time to, pr- to pray. Let's ask God, how can we more effectively walk in love in every single one of our relationships? So God, we come before you this morning. We bring you our relationships, Lord. We bring you our hurt. We bring you our pain. We bring you our past relationships. We bring you our current relationships. And we bring you any future relationships, Lord. 
Father, may we be people who are able to identify within ourselves with your help. Any red flags or any yellow flags within ourselves, Lord. Father, you love us too much to allow us just to stay the same. You desire for us to grow, Lord, in how we show love for each other. Father, this morning as we've listened to this message, Lord, I pray for relationships. I speak life into relationships, Lord. I speak love into relationships. I speak your grace and your kindness. Let us be people who learn to love better. Let us never get complacent in thinking that we've arrived in learning, in loving people the best way, Lord. Let us always desire to go deeper in you, Father. And as we go deeper in you, that we would love others more effectively, Lord. That as we navigate these difficult seasons of relationships, Lord, that we would know that you never leave us, that you never forsake us, that you're always with us. Father, I pray for wisdom. I pray for wisdom in knowing what to do. Father, that we wouldn't just be like an excited child running straight into the waters of relationship. That we would stop. That we would listen to you. That we would consider the conditions of a relationship. That we would consider whether we're even ready for a relationship. We love you, God. We thank you that you're constantly leading us and you're constantly guiding us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, I hope that has been encouraging to you this morning. You know, in the, in the type of work that I do, I work a lot in community and, you know, often see a lot of um, broken relationships and the impact of domestic and family violence and um, uh, different types of abuse and you know I just wanted to encourage each and every person here this morning if if anyone has had some significant things that they've experienced in their past that they're wanting to talk to talk about then we have a team here that are willing just to chat with you when you're ready about that so that there can be some healing for you going forward But the other thing I wanted to say is just because we talk about some of these heavy sort of topics, that it wouldn't just be something that's like, oh yeah, red flags, that's for other people and not for me. That we would actually be able to leave from here and we would be able to identify those yellow flags within our own selves and be willing that are willing, be people that are willing to grow and to learn in the love of God, right? All right. Well, bless you guys. We're going to go out with one last song.